This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How how we living these days? Um, we're doing okay. My lease is up soon, so I'm trying to figure out if um we might move to like a two bedroom, perhaps. Okay. You know, get some more space. Um but, you know, things are looking feeling a little bit better here. Today was like almost 50 degrees. Love so, it. So, you know, it's feeling th- there's an, an energy. I think I, I feel the same way as you. Just I, And, uh, of course, the weather situation is a little different here. But at the same time, that is a big deal. And it's also people feel more positive. You're hearing more good news stories. You're hearing more vaccine stories. My dad just got his second... Uh, shot and now he's like the cockiest nice. guy in the entire world. He's like challenging me to arm wrestling matches and pushing My dad me did around. Too. Did he really? Yeah. Z- Last z- week. Isn't yeah. it nice? Doesn't it feel like a little bit like I? Doesn't it feel like a relief to have the parents? Yeah. You know, totally. Because like- yeah, they're the ones who you kind of have to worry about the most, and they're the ones who it feels like they not get it quite as much. So you're like, okay, that's one less thing to worry about like those sure. people who are more, you know, at risk or safer. I was going to ask you though, I was listening to your diet starts tomorrow episode. Great episode. Yes. Thank you. By the way. Um, so I have a sense of what it's like to live, to be back with your parents. But like yes. now that you've been there for a bit, does it, do you feel like what version of yourself kind of comes out when you go, when you're living back at home? Like, is it like a better version of yourself? Is it a worse version of yourself? Is it like the same it is. Like, how do you have to imagine it's like you got two completely new roommates. I totally agree. It, it is a good question because you have moments. You have moments that you revert to your 16-year-old self. Like, like I remember I came home. My mom's like, give me the laundry. Give me the laundry. Give me the laundry. And I was like, no, no, I'll do it. We do <laughs> I'm it. A grown you know, up. Right, I'm yeah. a grown-up. And then she's like, no. Leave the laundry, leave. And I go, okay, fine. And I put it in there and you feel a little weird at first. And then a week goes by and you're like, where's my socks? <laughs> you know, mom, like, mom. The meatloaf. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah. it is weird how quickly you revert into the familial roles of things. But then there's moments where like, you know, like I think like arguing is different where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go away. Like I can, I can get in a car and drive away and come back. You know, like it is right. There are moments like, you know, last night, my mom and dad and I, we, we went out for dinner and then we got ice cream after. And then my and, <laughs> really and are like, like 12. Yeah, it feels That's like great, you're 12. Yeah, but yeah. then my dad Who, who's paying. 
oh, I'm not paying for shit. I'm, I'm <laughs> making money here. Are you kidding? I'm like, this is the best. This is the lowest this, amount I mean, I've spent speci- in years. That's the difference between living with ro- with real roommates and living with your totally. parents. Or the roommates aren't taking you to dinner and ice cream. <laughs> no, they're not. And I'll have sprinkles. Um, so then, <laughs> and but I, it was funny because last night the dynamic, you kind of saw it like, you know, dad's getting ice cream for the family. We're walking in. And then my dad had... His mask was down when he walked in the ice cream place. And the guy goes, the guy behind the ice cream thing was like, hey, get out of here. He like kicked him out. So then he like got kicked <laughs> out of the ice cream place. My mom and I got ice cream. And then we just made fun of him the rest of the night, how funny it was that he got made, got kicked out of an ice cream place. And it's like, at that moment, you feel like friends, you know, right. you go back and forth from like, Dad, I want sprinkles too. Dad, you're a fucking idiot. Put on your stupid mask, you idiot. You know, like it's it's. And it felt it like kinda, a roommate, right? It felt like a roommate. A roommate. So you know, it, it is a little fr- like I'm maybe too comfortable here. Like I'm probably like <laughs> like I'm enjoying it. But I've said that since the beginning. Like when you move home, like you're taking a step backwards. When you stay out on your own, you're taking a kind of. I felt like, and I said this before to you. I, I think on here, like it either made you younger or older. This pandemic and. I remember before I moved in with my parents, I felt very a hundred years old. And then coming back here has made me feel a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, life is a little easier, maybe because Florida, maybe because weather, but also, you know, my mom's just, but also my mom also goes to me, I got to keep doing your laundry. I'm like, you asked for this. What am I supposed to do? So it's like this constant back and forth, right? Like, I, I don't know if that explains it well. No, it does. Do you feel like, that sort of, I mean, it has any like in terms of like the effect on the the comfort of being home. Does that have an effect on like the expectations of your partner in your relationship? Oh, because it's funny. I yeah. feel like when I mean, when I moved in with Mike and then I, I mean, I also when we go to his parents house, I'm kind of like you just sit, you're, you sit there watching TV and your mom just brings you snacks. Like, that's not the life. That's not the life that we're going to be having. Is where like sure. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm not well, just going to constantly you know, be trying to find you snacks while you watch football. Like that's that doesn't that sound you'll, like you'll know where he went on a Sunday if you're like where'd Mike go? He's like you, I went to go fucking go to a place I can get served snacks. Why would I stay here? Yeah, or like I'm. You know what I mean? Like the the expectations. So it's like your mom does your laundry. Does that kind of make you feel like oh, like I'd like my wife to do my laundry? No, it's that doesn't feel that way. But it does feel like I'm treading water here a little bit. Like, and I think a lot of people feel that way, where they're like, "Where does what's the next step in life?" Like, if you're in a career that, like, you know, you don't have like, and I made partner. Like, if Mm -hmm. there's no like. You know, you and I are in careers where we don't know what no next clear. year brings. Yeah. Right. So I think even more so, you're sitting here being like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy to be sitting in this like kind of neverland where time doesn't exist. But coming home, I'm coming back to New York on Friday and, and there's a little bit of like anxiety. There's a little bit of um, feel. And, and again, like, you know, in my relationship, you asked about that, like Jess and I have had, you know, discussions on like. She's like, don't, you know, Jess wants to like, keep it moving partner. Like come back to New York. Let's be, you know, our life together. Let's keep growing. And I'm sitting here going, but the laundry is getting done here. You know, like, and I, that does feel a little bit, you know, I, I do like feel that a little bit breathing down my neck. If I'm going to be honest, like where I'm like, you have to leave 
the parents' basement at some point, and the minute you leave it, things get real, if that makes sense. Totally. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure there are other couples who sort of like feel a similar sentiment where it's like, especially now because it's so, so we're not all bound by like work constraints, right? Or we have to sure. be in an office. So like we have to live here. We have to live in this place. So there's a lot more like flexibility, which I also feel like really kind of tells you like what your priorities are, but also like how important, how important it's sort of like the trade off between like, comfort and an easy life and like a life that feels like it's like advancing yeah do you know no, what that, i mean you're totally right that that's the choice and i think a lot of people are like wondering when like they're kind of dipping their toe into like when do i go back to life that moves forward right and i i think a lot of people like whether you moved home or you're sitting in a roommate situation or you're you you maybe you're you're like your office is saying, Hey, you guys can come back whenever you want and you're like, Ah, maybe well, I, I could. I do I want <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah there's, yeah, there's decisions to be made and they're coming up. The the Yeah, the due date is coming and I I don't think that's just me. I think that's a lot of us. I and just like you said, you're wondering about a two bedroom versus a one bedroom, where do we go? Right. Should we go to the suburbs? I'm sure you've had those thoughts. Like, is now totally. the time to like go to Long Island, go to Westchester? Do we do we switch states? Is New York even the place for us? All these people, everyone is having that decision making time and it's hundred percent. And I would say it's like there is it's now that we don't have it. It's like there is something almost kind of comforting about like everyone working and living in the city. And that's like the only choice. What do you really? mean? What do you, it's kind of like before before it was like most the vast majority of people, they worked in like at least around us. They worked in New York City. So they lived like in New York City or the surrounding areas. And like mm-hmm. that was really the only choice. If you wanted, like you're not getting sure. a ton of jobs in like the suburbs of Westchester County or like sure. Long Island, like. That's really like whatever. So then everyone around you is doing the exact same thing. Now it's yeah. like people are making different choices, doing different things. And now you have to be like, oh, I could I because I could do anything. Now it's like there's more pressure on the choices that I do make. It's as it's opposed op- to there only being one choice. It's like almost what? like it used to be with like arranged marriages. It's like now you can pick anyone you want to marry, totally. but that doesn't necessarily make it easier. More, you know, option. What does they call it? Paralysis by option. Option paralysis. It's there's something, something like that. Yeah. Someone's gonna DM. The paradox of choice. Yeah, and I, I think like again, our generation didn't need paralysis by analysis. Thank you, Sean. That that is kind of what goes on, and it's um, I mean, you see it in dating. You know, Logan. Yeah, the dating apps. That's the the dating apps. This is the major complaint. There's too many options, and it's like. Well, that's actually good and bad. You know, like the idea that like we can do this podcast over Zoom is both good and bad. Like it's good because we can say Monday at one, let's pop on, let's get it done. And it's bad because you're like, maybe I could live in Barbados for a year. You know, like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like Like the options of where to live and what to do, like you could do anything. And now it's like, oh, my lease is up. It's like where I choose that, that. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like if, if you do well, like there's a, there's more opportunities to do well, but also like you could make a bad choice. And I think that's true of like the dating situation. It's true of right now. It's it's funny how like the living situations have now become like the dating situations where there's just endless totally. options. And how do we know what, how do you know what the best place to live is? You haven't lived and, everywhere. You haven't dated everyone. 
Totally. And there might be someone out there that's like, there's, what are you talking about? There's no options for me. And it's like, yeah, but you do like right now, if you're sitting there at home going like, well, I'm in this town. Well, what do you do? You know, you can go, there's a place to, you know, you can do this too. You can, you know, look for new jobs in different places that you never thought would even be an option for you, you know? And it's, it's all very difficult. You know, the, my parents, it's so much, it's fun, but it's also, I, I do feel a little bit on vacation and the vacation is ending soon. So, I mean, Florida is pretty nice, but yeah. you'll get out of there. I'm sure before the, the warm well, summer, I'll be back this Friday, back in my New York city groove, walking the bridge and in a jacket and a scarf looking like an idiot. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I, I do want to. One, mention one thing real quick before we get to the episode if that's okay Jordana yeah of course uh, the special is out so I, I want people to go on YouTube watch it make a night of it M- enjoy with friends and do me the solid favor comment comment like subscribe to the channel I'm trying Guys, to surf that algorithm. Jordana, you know the deal. I ha- Yeah, I had a chance to watch your special um, last weekend. It is really, really, really funny. It made me Thank miss you. seeing you in person at like Comedy Cellar a lot. Um, really funny, really, really good bits uh, that I was thinking about for days to come. And I was thinking about the special because there were parts of it that made me a little uncomfortable. Which I liked. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you good. know what I mean? No, it's but like, that's what stand-up, I, no, I, stand-up is kind of for that. Like, yeah, that's, that's what the stand-up point. is. Yeah, that's it's good. the point. That's what I'm saying. If I'm too, like, comfy, then the jokes are not that interesting or insightful or funny. And the I think the fact that I was a little uncomfortable, I think about that Chappelle um, uh, stand-up special he had, which made a lot of people uncomfortable. And sure. I was thinking, like, those are the best ones because they're kind of, like, making you feel like, you know, should I be laughing? I'm looking around the room. But, like, I like it is it is really funny and it sort of gets to those real truths. It's kind of like when I think of like when I watch a thriller, Mm. it's like I get anxious, which is also kind of uncomfortable. But that's like the point. Like if I didn't feel anxious, it's not that thrilling. (laughs) Listen, that is the I mean, to even mention Chappelle in the same description of what you felt, that is the most the (laughs) highest compliment I could ever receive. You know, I, I know you're not comparing me. I'm just saying like I'm trying to basically it is so different than. You know, date. You know, I do a lot of dating material. I do a lot of stuff about my weight on stage. This is all about 2020. It's all about the the social anxieties that all of us were feeling, and so it's nice to hear that you thought like it, like kind of this topic stuck with you. You thought about it afterwards. Like that's kind of what it's for. And it's and and also, I'm gonna speak. Um, it 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 is. I you and I. I, I think we get along very well because. We look at everything with nuance and context, and we don't come at people with judgment. People send an email here. We go, let's unpack it. We don't care what it is. We'll laugh, but we're going to like unpack the issue. And this special um, is for those people that look at things from with empathy from both sides. Oh, I got a parent that voted for Trump, and I got a, and I, I don't agree with them necessarily, but I got to deal with my parents. You know, like there's things right. like that, and and even mentioning Trump and that it doesn't come up in the special, but it's like I someone here listening now could be like, well, fuck your parents, and it's like that's not who this is for. Then, like, this is for people that want to like right. talk about what's going on in the world in a way that's empathetic and where you can see someone's side. Like a lot of times, I take the side of the 
the unenviable position where I have to be the douchebag dude for a lot of these emails. And it's only because I understand where they're coming from. And that's a tough position to take. But that's what stand-up's all about is really like delving into these issues. And, and again, the social anxieties of 2020 that we all felt that we're all dealing with. And I just want people to enjoy it. And, uh, and again, also, the whole deal, that the reason I'm putting in this out, it is well done. I, I invested my own money to make this happen. It was made to be it's very on well Netflix. Done, very high quality. Thank you. It, 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 it looks like it would be on Netflix, right? Like it's like, yeah, definitely. And, really, and really good quality. So it's made to be watched on your big screen TV with, this, with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or all your friends. And the reason I did it that way is because I tried to sell it and it just, you know, a lot of comedians are just like, well, screw it. I'm going to go on my own road and I'm going to do it on YouTube. And, I have a lot of friends in stand-up that have put stuff on YouTube and they get like millions of hits and it's changed their life. So I'm not saying you have to tell a million people, but I'm saying when you hit that like button, when you comment positively, when you when you share with one friend, that is so helpful to me. And that I consider that currency and I consider that payment and I like can't thank you enough. So it's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. It's all over my social media. The link is all over my bios and all that stuff. So go enjoy. Make a night of it and let me know what you thought. And again, I don't mean to scare people away like by saying like you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's, no, it's, it's fun. funny, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, fun. No, I'm saying it's fun really way. funny. But I'm saying it's it's very like uh, it's ins- it, they're not like dumb jokes. They're really they're good Funny, well, that insightful was jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think a lot of people know me for like I I mean I've done jokes where I'm spreading my asshole on stage talking about doing silent farts. So like I do what <laughs> I do those jokes too. Yeah. Um So I think a lot of people were kind of like my manager like came to and to the taping and helped tape it, and he was like, he, I was like, what did you think? He's like, I I think y- y- you're talking about things I didn't think you talked about. <laughs> like I was like, it, you know, it's like. Yeah, I was like, this is, you know, so, and I think, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I, I hope you guys all enjoyed. So that's my, it's a great, pitch it's a great you. show. It's very entertaining. There's no reason. Is it, are you, is it, pay, is it free? Free, free. free. I'm putting it out there. You're, that's important. I can, no, it, no, it costs a like, it costs a comment. That's okay. what it costs. You know, it costs sharing yeah, it with a friend. There's, no, there's zero reason to not watch this. It's very entertaining. And, and it's and like, it, what, 35 minutes? It's 35 minutes. I didn't get self-indulgent. Yeah. I did, you know, I didn't sit there being like, and everybody come to, and I taped it on New Year's Eve. So it's a New Year's Eve special. So it's taped on the last day of the worst year that most of us have had. And it's all about 2020. Like, there's not one joke. Like, all the other jokes I do about my weight, about relationships, uh, about The Bachelor, when people come to live shows, Mm -hmm. this is stuff that I've been working on only this summer and this fall on street corners in New York. So, And where can they find it? YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. Um, it's going to be all over my Instagram, all over my Twitter. I'll have, if you look me up, if you follow me on any social media, it's going to be, I'm going to be very annoying. You won't be able to miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube.com. But if you go to YouTube and search Jared Freed, it's going to come up right away. Socially, and it's called Socially Distanced, of course. That's what it's called. So. Great. Thank you, Jordana, for giving me that platform to rant and rave and No, I think it's great. I think they're going to love it. So I'm very excited to get into it. 
there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about emotional masturbation and how to stop it. So... So (laughs) <laughs> so can you you have invented the phrase emotional masturbation we may have coined it you have coined it yeah. so i don't know yeah. is there a difference between coined and invented i think they're similar okay well given it a name you, i don't know i the, didn't make it but i've i've given it a name okay you've given can you explain let's start at baseline mm-hmm. explain emotional masturbation to the listenership because this person is asking how to stop emotionally masturbating. So I would lo- love it if you could explain. Right. So the I, the basic premise behind that is if like, if let's say you go on a first date, um, a man might be looking at this like sexually and then like, mm. th- like think about having sex with you. Right. But a mm. woman oftentimes will be like thinking she'll be masturbating to the idea of a life with you. So she'll be thinking about like her name with your last name, meeting your parents, um, going on vacations together, like everything with your your kids. Like what would they they be like? She's thinking like very far down the road um, in terms of a life together. And in her head, it, oh, it feel it's kind of it feels good in the same way that masturbation does, but you know has a lot of negative parts to it too, and can I think cause you to do things like put someone on a pedestal or like ignore red flags about the person because you're so excited about this vision with them that you're not thinking in reality. So it's the it's it's all the things that go with writing in your notebook, 
Mrs. Jordana Marinelli. Like that that type of idea. Yeah. So like yes. so I but I will say, let me let exactly. me give some feedback from the guy side of things. Guys do do this. You do think, could this mm-hmm. be but I don't think you do it as much. I don't think it's like I, I think like it's it's like, oh, could I date that person? Could I be with that person? Would they fit into my family? Like I think those are all questions I've asked myself before, you know? Right. Did you ask them like early? Like first couple dates? Yeah, I would ask I would, but it wouldn't be like a masturbation. It would be like more like a, you know, emotional mathematics. Like it's like it's more like mm, right. I could see myself spending an hour or more a week. I, I, like the way you're explaining it is much more positive. Like you're like, right. oh, and he and he would look good in the tux, and he would look great, and 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 my I could see my brothers would love him. Yeah, my right. brothers would love him. I do the okay. I could see the fit here. She's fun. She's great time. Do I? And I think also it's shorter term. It's like would I do a second? I can see myself on a second date. It's not like I would right. say I can't. I don't think I'm sitting there being like, I could see myself in a second well, year of marriage, you know? The second date thing, I think that's like the healthier version of it. I think it's okay to do this to some extent, like the extent that you're talking about in terms mm-hmm. of like, would I want to see them again? What might a second date with them look like? What might a third date with them look like even? Yeah. Um, But I think when you're thinking, a lot of the times we jump like, to the next relationship level while we're on the first date or we jump three, you know, three levels down the line, which again, I think it's almost like when you see like a house or you're shopping for anything and you're like envisioning your, you know, like the whole point of like, if they, someone's showing you an apartment or a house in like a good way, they're going to like, let you think about like where you could be in the house, having your coffee, doing whatever. They're selling you. It's like, it's like you're selling yourself almost. You're like, you know, like, you're you're your own real estate agent at that point right exactly (laughs) but you and you might be ignoring though in that way though like the the flaws with the house you might be like oh you know that mold problem we'll figure it out yeah and like not really looking at like the and what that with the reality of what you're looking at you're just looking at the vision and you're kind of like it makes you like overly invested in it. it i think that's a great um thing to like you know, put a pin in is like that idea of like ignoring the bad because of the good, like, right. And, and, or ignoring the bad of today because they were good in the past. That's another thing. You're like, I totally. can make this square peg fit this round hole. That's kind of what this is all about. And because like, you can have a great first date and be, and, and I do think delusion is a good thing. I think, there's such a thing as practical delusion. I'm sitting here talking about a comedy special. There's a part of me that's like delusional enough to think that it gets a million views and Netflix is sitting there with a bunch of money bags waiting outside my door. Now, if that doesn't happen, will I be crushed? No, it's a little bit delusional. Um, right. But but will I, you know, will I cease to exist from the planet? No, I'm going to move on. I'm going to do the next special and hope... Yeah. And be delusional about that. Like, I, I think, like, there's some... You need a little delusional... You need some optimism. Optimism, And, and I think yeah. that some people might call it optimism. Like, uh, like <laughs> realistic realistic optimism, I yes. think, is, is an important thing to maintain in dating. Because then, again, we've talked about this before, where it's like, sometimes you're, like, delusionally optimistic, or you're, like, bitter and negative. So yeah. it's like, you want to be in 
I think you want to lean towards the delusional optimism, but not to the extent that like your expectations, not to the extent where if you're expecting a million views that, you know, when you don't get it, you're going to be crushed. Yeah. I mean, I used, I used to say that to myself with all comedy stuff. Like I, I, I would get very upset and I still get upset about things. Believe me. I, I get very frustrated because Again, and it's like dating. I'm comparing this to dating, not to bring up my comedy special every five minutes, but I will. Um, but I'm saying I'm comparing to dating because it's very personal to me. I put my whole life right. into it. I spend all my day into it. And that that's the same for dating. It's very personal. They're turning me down. Not just they're not turning down the relationship or the idea of a relationship, which is what is the truth. You know, like it, it's 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 very similar where they're like, no, this doesn't make sense for my business. Fine. No, but it, it feels like this doesn't make sense because you're a piece of shit and you're ugly right. and I want hotter and better. That's not the reality, but that's how it feels. So I think like for a lot of people, you have to sit in this moment and go, okay, I, I want the best to happen, but I want the best to happen for me. And I don't, you know, you have to give up on things sometimes. Right. Or you have to just accept that things might not turn out the way you want them to and be able to recover at, at like a normal Great. And I think a lot of that is keeping your expectations like not low, but like realistic. Yeah. So it's like be, knowing, yeah. you know, if I'm going on a date with this guy, he's pro he's statistically he's we're probably not going to get married, but I'm optimistic for Like you said, date two, date three. Sure. We'll see how you know what I mean? Totally. And, and also I, the thing I was getting at before that I totally went on a tangent and forgot what I was going to say. I um, <laughs> I was saying that in. This is on the point of like you I used to always repeat to myself I didn't get into comedy to have this one thing. I got into comedy to make a living being funny. So it's the same thing for dating. You got into dating to find the right match. You didn't get into dating to date Jim. If that right. makes sense. Like and and I think a lot of people get to the point where they go Man, if Jim doesn't work out, dating is over. And it's like, right. no. I might, as well just for, I might as well just stop dating. Exactly. Now I got to go yeah. back to the beginning. I got to go back on the apps. I'm getting dick pics sent to me every five minutes. And it's like, no, 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 no. If Jim doesn't work out, you're still after the goal of being happy in the right match for you. And that, I, that's a very positive way to think of things. I understand No, I that. think that's a great thing. Well, let's let's read the email. And okay. I, th I think we probably already answered it, but I think we can sure. get into it. But her email, I, there are specific parts that I'm like, I can see the issues. But let's let's get into it. Totally. Okay. So she writes, Hey, Jay's Feather Feather, you are the gods of dating and deserve all the credit. Thank you. <laughs> Help. I'm in... <laughs> I'm in some serious need of advice. I find myself a serial emotional masturbator and I can't seem to get myself under control. I'm very aware that my fantasy daydreaming is leading me down a rab rabbit hole after rabbit hole, chasing men that I'm not even sure are entirely interested in me. It's gotten to the point where I'm scared to even entertain ideas for a second, a second because I'm worried I'll take it too far. Usually I'll meet a guy or worse, start seeing a friend in a new light. And emotionally masturbate until I'm convinced we are totally in love and will end up in a rom-com movie ending. I find myself caught up before I even realize, and I find it hard to stop the daydreaming once I've started. How do you stop this process before it starts? How do you tell your brain to chill the fuck out? How do you break such an annoying habit? 
P.S. I'm avoiding texting a guy back right now because I know I'm already in too deep and he doesn't really care that much. Love addicted to, to daydreams. What do you think? I, I appreciate this email. I mean, it's it's interesting that she's like, how do you stop daydreaming? How do you stop dreaming about the life you want? And it's like, I can't tell you to do that. Like, I, 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 I genuinely, I love the idea of getting excited. I think there is a good thing of it, but I think there's something in her email that's like very important. First of all, she calls us the gods of dating. So I think when you... She's already and, and again, emotionally masturbated us up in a few notches. Well, there's a point to that. And I know she's joking yeah. and and she's living in the reality of this podcast and a lot of people write nice things to us. But like, just start at, nobody gets this. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. Nobody's having an easy time. Whatever you're imagining is... You're imagining a reality that literally can't exist. Like everyone is going through the ups and downs of relationships and every relationship is in trouble or not is has has it shit. Yeah. Every person in a relationship has their moments of like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't think that anyone is really completely devoid of that. And if they are, then they had a really healthy upbringing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I think the other thing she writes is chasing men that I'm not even sure are entirely interested in me. She's like, doesn't even trust herself at this point. Like she's daydreaming so much and emotionally masturbating so much that she's like, well, how do I like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like she crossed the mountain into, I don't even trust when a guy likes me because I don't trust myself. I've emotionally masturbated so much, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I think it's interesting that you were saying the thing about her and the gods, you know, telling us the dating gods and all that stuff. It's like this um, this stand culture, which is sort of like, I think, contributes to this sort of thing where it's like, you know what I mean? If I love something, I'm fucking obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are this way with their, like, diets, you know, with their... Yeah. Yeah, and with like um, anything, you know, with Beyonce, like, you know, I'm, she's the queen. Like, I'm, sure. you know, I live and I die for you. It's like... They're okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like everyone else. <laughs> it's like this. Um, I don't know if it's like social media or like a celebrity thing or like anything else. It's like if I love something, I have to be. It has to be like the thing that is greater than all other things. And there's no sure. like sense of like. It's not yeah, so special or so terrible. There's no sense that life is genuinely meh. Like you have good times. You have bad times. Um, and my dad used to always say this to me. It's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. It's somewhere in the middle. And some people could look at that as a depressing way to look at life. I genuinely think that's kind of like that's a nice really way funny. to look at life. <laughs> my mom has the same. Um, she had the same thing. We used to make fun of her a lot. She would say she would have two phrases. One was um, it's not so special, which would be okay. like whenever anything really good happened to anyone. Yeah. She'd be like, it's not so special. And, and whenever anything really bad happens, she'd be like, it's not so terrible. We actually put that on her birthday cake one year. That's really not funny. so. It's not yeah. so special. <laughs> just a birthday. Just another year. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's in some ways it's a sad way to look at life. But I also it's think fair, it's kind of like it puts everything in perspective. It's a very Jewish grandmother way to look at life. I think it's like yeah. I, I, I just I could feel my grandmother. Like if I told her a story, I was excited about her going. Yeah. Okay. Like just not caring at all. Like, and, right. you know, and again, I, you can't, but we can't tell this person to be more that way. Like, again, we spent a good 10 minutes talking about 
how you need a little delusion, you need a little positivity. If I'm sitting here, like, I think also a big part of her email that is, like, very tough is usually I'll meet a guy or worse, start seeing a friend in a new light. Like, at that point, I think you have to figure out your friendships. Like, I think, like, friendships and family are the great barometer for feelings to me. Like, Mm -hmm. when I spend time around my family and I feel my best and I feel my most myself I'm like okay how do I capture this feeling in a bottle so when I go on dates with people I can get that feeling in a bottle and not just get it on date one I want I need it on every date I need it on date two I need it on date three I need it when we're hanging around the apartment if I'm not getting this feeling that's captured that that I feel with my friends when I'm having a great night and I don't need to have 7,000 drinks just to get through the time then I'm with the right person and if they're not doing that for me and I think they could, I have to let them know they're not doing that for me. Like, and I think like that's where the emotional masturbation kind of gets broken when you let someone know how you're feeling and they tell you they don't feel the same way. Right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, when they do the emotional masturbation, they live in fear of telling someone that. Like, listen, if she goes out on a date with a friend and it ends up being a fun time, Hey, I had a really good time tonight. I would love to do that again. He either right. does that I or see, he doesn't. I see what you know? you're saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, like, yeah, so like gauging someone's actual feelings before you, so that you can stop yourself from going there in a sense. Or like, yeah. Right. I think, I mean, part of what she's saying, I think, is that she's thinking so far down the line, which I mm-hmm. like, I could see like, it's like burst your bubble earlier by like doing what you're saying, which is asking, you know, gauging someone's feelings earlier. But I also think like for your own sense, like I think she'll be a better date if she's living more in the moment too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where she's like, like you said, like, am I having a good time? Think about it in terms of, of myself. And also like, let's just, and I used to do this too, where it's like, it it felt like every date that didn't end in a relationship was like a failure or every like dating situation where that you had, where you invested time and like thought about because it's also because you're, you're putting so much mental energy into thinking about your future with this person that it, it's it's again it's so much more disappointing when it doesn't work out and it if you've already invested all this mental energy so you might continue to put more into it instead of cutting your losses with someone who's actually like not a great match for you or also like just not not that great in general she's doing it right now she writes p.s i'm avoiding texting a guy back right now because i know i'm already in too deep and he doesn't really care that much so She's right now, she's avoiding the tumble down dream mountain. Right now, she's going, well, if I text him back, then I'm going to know, then I'm going to know for sure he doesn't care as much as I care. And then it's like this whole dream has been ruined. And, and, and again, like from the guy perspective, a lot of times it feels like it gets blamed on you where you're like, and, and I'm, I, I'm not saying, I'm not defending guys who like lead you on, but I'm saying, like, you know, if a guy's there on a second date having a great time, he, you know, and, and enjoys your company and is only thinking about day three, like, isn't that his right as well to, like, only think of day three and whether he wants to do day three? And when she's sitting here being like, well, he doesn't care as much as me. I'm just avoiding it. And it's like, no, then blow it up. It's time to move on. Like, find someone new to get excited about. Right. I could totally see that. And again, I would take it like date one date at a time. If I have fun on this date, 
If so, let yourself start thinking about the next date and then ask them on the next date. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't let yourself, if you feel your, and I, I get it. I've done it before. It's like, if you find yourself thinking about like going on vacation with them after the first date, just like remind yourself, you don't know them that well. You don't know if you'd actually even like to go on vacation with them because you don't actually know who they are yet. You know, it's funny when guys do that, though, they get accused of like, well, then why didn't you, you know, and and that like we should do a vacation, the we shoulds that we've talked about here. Yeah. It's like we should do a vacation together. And the guy and they're like, yes. And the guy's like, let's do it. And then they go on the vacation and then they come back and she's like, he got weird after the vacation. It's like. Yeah, he he got a, a, uh, carried away too. You know, like I don't think like like, and then a guy gets played. Well, wh- how do you go on a vacation without s- s- planning on being in an exclusive relationship? It's like this can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's because neither person knows each other that well. And then yeah. like the more in- the more the deeper you get in with someone, the more you actually know and find out who they really are. Because like all those fantasies in your head are just are about you. They're not about yeah. that person. Well, that, you don't actually that, know that person. That is the most true thing. You're absolutely right. Because like when the guy's like, we should do a vacation, he's being selfish, being like, ah, you're fun. We'll have a great time. That's all I'm right. thinking about. And when she's like, I'll yeah. go on the vacation, she's like, oh my God, here we go. This is the one. And it's like, right, this there's, is no, it. <laughs> yeah, there's no thought of the other person. They're just kind of a tool to get you to the thing you want. Exactly. It's kind of like it's they're all about and all about you. So just like if that helps it feel less personal as a rejection thing too. It's like if it goes well, it's it's kind of about you and if it doesn't go well, it's it's um also like it's just about like you and your own expectations and what you particularly want and like how that person is or is not a match for you. It's not like you know, if you're scared to text someone because you're afraid that you're in too deep, it's like you shouldn't be afraid of that person rejecting you. You well, should be afraid of like you actually get to know that person and they're not this like weird ver- person in your head that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking when you're emotionally masturbating with someone who's doing it with you, you know it. You feel great. There's no more masturbation. <laughs> you're having emotional sex with someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like that's when and it like to this person, I that's why I don't want to tell them to stop dreaming because it the person it's right with you'll be like wow it's all happening the the things that i thought would be just us two now there's someone doing them with me you won't be alone and it's like when you're yeah. alone masturbating that's when it's time to kind of end it with the person you're masturbating to if that makes any sense yeah or like i mean i don't think you necessarily have to to end it especially if you're thinking that far, too far ahead like i do think there's a there's an instance of like you are thinking too far ahead. This person might be a good match for you, but just like rein in your expectations and actually yeah. pay attention to anything that might be a real red flag. Because again, like going back to our, to circle it back to the original thing that we're talking about, it's like no one is perfect. Neither is this guy. He has a lot yeah. of flaws that you're go just like you, that you're mm-hmm. going to find out as you get to know them. And they won't be as devastating if you're realistic about people in general and this person and like who they really are. Absolutely. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. 
It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. I mean, this one, they keep getting better and better, and we want... Just keep sending them in. UUP at Betches.com. Let's read this. You ready? Yeah, I'm You guys, I can't stop laughing about the poop in the kitchen counter story. I've been randomly cracking up all day. So here goes my story. My man and I really love coconut oil. It's a great lube. Tastes great. And is the best for when you're getting a little kinky. Anywho... I, I can hear the steel drum playing. You know, when I hear yeah. coconut oil, it's like... A few weeks ago... So she's using it for lube. For lube. They're rubbing it on one another. Have you ever used edible. coconut oil? Have you ever used coconut oil? I haven't. Um, I have. I didn't know you could use that as a lube. Yeah, it's like a natural, natural. lubricant. It's It okay. smells nice. You can also... You know, use it for cooking, so it has a dual purpose. It's like, <laughs> and, and hey, stock well, up. I, I have used it, and then I—I I mean, this is a little gross. I'm like, yeah, just throw it in the pan. Let's, you're cooking it, you know. Like it's like, sex oil now. <laughs> it's in the yeah, it's sex oil, but it's it, you keep it in the similar place to where you. I'll would remember keep- that if you know if I ever get invited over to your house for dinner. Yeah, yeah if we're ever doing. <laughs> oh, I made my coconut shrimp you know i don't know a few weeks ago we were getting into it and we're both super horny and ready for some fucking we're making out in the living room and he (laughs) so we're making out in the living uh, room the fucking right yeah the storytelling ability i like i like yeah it's a good story uh we're making out in the living room and he says hold on i'll be right back i knew that meant he was going to get the coconut oil which made me even more turned on it's coconut time (laughs) <laughs> that's my addition to the story he he comes back a few minutes later scoops out scoops some oil out of the jar because it hardens so you have to scoop it 
um, out of the jar and starts rubbing it all over me. My ass, my legs, my back, my pussy, and my crack. No, I added that in. I, I <laughs> reaches uh, my ass, my legs, my back, reaches around to my tits. It felt so good, especially because I knew what was about to come next. So I start blowing him, which I love, and he's swelling up nice and hard. And we, <laughs> it's such a funny <laughs> sentence to write. So it's I start blowing thriller. him. I know, right? Which I love. Yeah. And he's swelling up nice and hard. When he says, hold on a sec, let me go to the restroom real quick. So he goes to the bathroom, and on his way back to the living room, he lets out a sort of yelp and starts dying laughing. I'm like, what? He says, oh, my God, look at the jar. So I crawl over there and look, and it's a jar of Alfredo sauce. (laughs) (laughs) The music, the steel drum is done. We're done with the steel drum. Now it's like, uh, (laughs) like, what's the the Italian song? Like... Um. I've got Alfredo sauce all over my dick. I don't know what to do. It's too creamy and thick. He had been rubbing Alfredo sauce all over my butt. How didn't they smell it? Luckily, we know each other well and for a while now and have been have done some pretty kinky things. So we both laughed for like an hour. I can't believe neither of us could smell the difference and Thank God he didn't use it as lube to fuck me. Ha ha ha. Hello, UTI. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine going to the gynecologist with that one. Right? Um, Why does it smell like... uh, Why does it smell like carbone? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, almost immediately after it happened, I said, I have to send this to you up. Not sure if I can top the poop in a bag story but i hope y'all like it much love from texas i love this story this was a great one alfredo um, sauce it. is there is there a more disgusting sex sauce if you know because i think this the creaminess is just yeah it grosses cold. me out i assume cold alfredo know. sauce oh yeah and just being like all over your body how would you i mean that is alfredo sauce is a very strong smell yeah i I, but I can sort of see getting caught up in the moment. Totally. The only thing worse would be like Trader Joe's hot chili crisps. I'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> my balls are on fire. <laughs> I, 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 oh, my God. I, yeah. I, how do you not smell it? Jordana, what, what do you think of this situation? Does it have the same consistency as coconut oil? It might, depending on the temperature of your apartment. Um. Coconut oil, like, will go back and forth. It, it will be oil, and then it will be hardened. So, like, the idea of them scooping their hand into a jar right. makes sense to me. My, you know, this is how I know I'm in my 30s. My immediate thought was, like, well, what about the couch? Was it stained? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I did have a thought of, like, smelling like Alfredo sauce for a week. Like, I kept thinking apartment. of, like, yeah. yeah, like Michael Scott eating uh, fettuccine Alfredo while yes. to do the fun run. Like, it's a great meal. It's like not yeah. sexual feeling though. Not, not sexual. I love like, it, even though. in I a love restaurant. The, Go I ahead. love the sexual. I love that they're sexually adventurous. I think it's great. I, oh, I, I'm all for their lifestyle. I, I, but even in a restaurant, I see someone slurping on fettuccine alfredo. I'm like, man, you're gonna be on the toilet tonight. Like it's just like <laughs> I, I relate it so much to toilet that I can't get in the sexual mood for it. 
I wonder if they finished <laughs> they, after that. They finished the sauce, I'm sure. I mean, what would you call it? Do you have a name for it? I should call it Chef's Kiss. Oh, I love that. That's great. What do you call I had, it? Uh, linguini Love. Uh, nice. Getting getting creamed. Um, okay. And, uh, <laughs> I had the Sunday sauce. Italians love talking about their Sunday sauce. Like grandmas oh, okay. will make, will will kind of like brew a sauce on a Sunday, and they call it Sunday sauce. So that's like that makes sense. It's a very big Italian thing. I feel like Mike would be a Sunday sauce family. Probably, I've got to ask him about that Sunday ask him s- about sauce it. thing. Yeah, the Jews. We don't have any Shabbat dinner sauce. No. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> of <laughs> some nice filter uh, fish rubbed on you? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, Has anything no, like, like this, this ever one. happened? No. Did you? Do you have anything? I've used coconut oil, and I do understand what she's talking about the the eroticism of it. It's very it go. It sounds like it can go everywhere. It can go everywhere. It can. You can. It washes out of the sheets. Don't worry, Jordana. Um, Thank God. It's, it's um. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Uh, but the idea of just going into the pantry or the the fridge and taking the wrong one is just like wild to me. It's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. And if you have Make one some pasta, so- eat it off each other's bodies. Why not? I would go with the red sauce next time, but you know, whatever you guys want to do, whatever gets your gets your willies going. Keep sending yours in. UUP at betches.com. UUP at betches.com. Let's do another email. You, you good Let's for do that? It. I'm good. Ready? Hey, J&J, I have a relationship adjacent question. Does an ex ever want to hear from you to apologize for being a shitty person to them years later? So here's the story. We were in a semi-long distance relationship for a year and moved closer to him. I got into school program I was very excited about, but things fell apart pretty quickly after moving to the same town. The shorter answer is we were young. Everything in my life had changed pretty quickly, starting school, moving states, and changing jobs. I slept with my boss. I was, a ma- I was managing a restaurant. Sleeping with staff isn't as out of, out of the normal as other lines of work. And my boyfriend found out because I had a hickey on the back of my neck that I didn't even know was there. My boyfriend at the time would have tried to make it work if I wanted to, and I'm the one who officially ended things. Looking back, I think I was pretty depressed moving into a small town in Rhode Island, and it took years to make real friends. As an older student, I felt really isolated, blah, blah. So cliche, right? I took this out on my partner at the time, even though it was has nothing to do with him. I have really contemplated reaching out and just saying I'm sorry for everything I put him through. He was the first man to really treat me well and, and really change the way I think about myself. I had, a, I had a baby very young in high school, and I really had some serious self-esteem issues that I needed to deal with. He really touched my life in a positive way, and I'm really sorry about my behavior. Just so you know, I've been seeing someone for four years and my ex also has a girlfriend. This is not an I want you back letter. Should I reach out? Does this ever actually help the other person or am I trying to clear my conscience? Does this poor guy just want to be left alone? So curious to see what you both think. I need an outsider's help. Sincerely, we are all that asshole ex to someone. I love this email and I think it's like a very common thing going on right now with extra time on your hands with quarantine you start thinking back, um, ha- who my past relationships, who have I wronged? Where, where, what relationship would I wish I had done better? Do you, are you having? Yeah. Do you understand that, Jordana? Do you? Because I see 100%. this, and I, I, I've definitely gone down the roads of my brain to think about past relationships, and especially when I, 
hear you know hear the stories that we hear on this podcast, you go, man, I hope nobody thinks thinks of that me I, that way. Yeah. Thinks of me that way. You hope, but I could, yeah. What do you think? I, I I definitely I I definitely relate to this email. I've I've done this before. I'm not even. I mean, not not in the pandemic. I think that's probably like you're right has increased during that that period. But I've all I've definitely thought back on like how I've treated people and felt bad. And I've actually I wrote an email to my uh, I think college boyfriend doing this sort of thing like really apologize not recently like probably like a year after we broke up. Okay. Um, I think. Just because I remember when it ended, I had said some really mean, like below the belt things. I was like 21 years old and I said some like mean spirited things that I just felt, you know, after after you have time and you cool down and you chill out that you're like uh, I was like ashamed of and I felt really bad about. So I remember sending that and it was more for me. Yeah. And for him, really. But that's the that's the that's the like the worry. And I understand when she asked this, like. Should I reach out? Does this it's just trying to clear my conscience? Like, yeah, that's why you're doing it. You have to yeah. admit to it's that. Like, and, <laughs> and it's for you and they don't have to forgive you. They don't have to think of you positively. But I don't know. I like let me. An have you example. ever thought about doing that? Of course. I've, I've thought have of this, but I no, I, I don't. Again, I, I, I kind of come back to the same conclusion of like, it feels very selfish that I get to like. You know, I was thinking of like your situation with the guy that like came in and out of your life for all those years. Mm-hmm. Like if he wrote you a letter like this, how would you feel about it? I think it would depend on the letter. Um, I think if the letter was like, again, wanted nothing from me, wasn't like demanding my forgiveness, mm. um, but was just like sort of I think if it included an explanation some sort of explanation for why they did the things that they did or to the best of the extent that they could understand why they did the things that they did. I actually yeah. do think it would make me feel better. I think like, I, it, I mean, it's kind of like I, you know, I feel like over that and, and like that's sort of like a closed area of my life. But I do think, I don't think I would be like angry or upset with that. The only reason I would be, would be if the letter was like, it was like a, a blanket. Sorry. Like it was not specific mm. and it didn't acknowledge like specific. I think like if you want to write that letter, you have to be specific. You can't be like vague. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah, like specifically yeah. acknowledge like the ways that you've treated someone, some sort of rash, like rationalization in your mind for like why you might have done that. And then just like an apology and expecting nothing in return. Yeah. I, I think that, that I again, it, it's hard to know. And I think like the reason people don't do this in this day and age is like I think everyone like sees apologies in 2021 as like they they're like that they um as so they like can stop talking about something so they can stop talking about it or admissions like and they right. hold. Well, you apologize. So there you know, that tells me that, you know, that you are a bad person. And it's like I think. Every human on earth has something they could apologize for. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone that's beyond totally. ha- someone thinking that they were wronged by everyone. So, again, like, I, I, I like I would love to live in a world where the, you know, where that is sent or like the guy sends that to you or like I get I send like I like if I sent a, a letter like that to someone that I had date in the past or hooked up with in the past and felt like um, 
now at 36, I would do it differently. I would hope that they would go, okay, well, I'm happy for you. But again, that's become selfish again. But like, I would hope that that would be seen as that and done where it's instead of like, well, here's the letter. This is the big douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Like the, the, showing I, the letter to who? I don't even know who. Like, I, I just like, again, like it does feel like nowadays with like any apology comes. Well, yeah, you just wanted to get out of trouble. You just want and we are kind of admitting to that where it is selfish, but you can genuinely feel bad that and and have learned and have gotten better. You know, yeah, like I, I think if I, she I, said I think that like redemption is possible and sometimes definitely. it feels like when you apologize, no one there's no redemption that is ever given. I agree. I mean, usually when someone doesn't give redemption, it's because they're all they're working through their own assuming you've given an apology mm. in a way that actually shows that you care or are thinking about it or you have no ulterior motive. I think that sure. in a, if you do if you do that and the person is still like angry it's more about them than it is about you yeah um yeah, there's but, you there's not much more you can do I, I, yeah i guess that's true right but i think if she like the way that she phrased this email where she like specific you know she specifically said what she was sorry for yeah she gave like very specific instances not like i'm sorry i didn't treat you well it was like i'm sorry for this this specific way that i didn't treat you well um Here's why. Here's some reason my, why I might think I I did. It. Obviously, it's not an excuse, but like, um, you know, I've th- I've thought about this and why I might have done those things and why I don't want to do them again. And I just want to let you know that I thought you were, you know, it wasn't about you. I thought you were great and like, um, whatever her and actions, you had, like, if she sent had, if she sent this email to the guy, I think it would be a good apology email. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Like, especially saying like, hey, like you you've helped my life. You know, you helped me find better partners. Like, like that's a way where you're like, I'm not looking to come back to you. It's not like a take me back letter where you're going, Hey, the things I learned from how you treated me made me into right. the person that can date today. Like now that offers like, Hey, you, you helped me through these things just to let you know. For sure. Yeah. So I, if, you, I'm with you, you. I mean, if you got a letter like that, I'm sure you wouldn't be like upset about it. No, if I got a letter like that from someone that was like, I just want to apologize, I'd be like, no, like, listen, I, I, again, I tend to think that everyone's, I, 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 the way we talk about this podcast from the beginning is like, everyone, most things aren't about you, you know, like, it's like, most things in relationships are about someone trying to get to the best place for them, but the problem with dating is that you have to, someone else has to be there to get them to that place. And sometimes hearts are broken and some, and mistakes are made. And, you know, unless you're going, unless you're going to therapy at 20, you know, like, and, and talking through these things, I think most people, you know, just like they say, like a lot of people get on dating apps. They're like, you got to get under someone to be able to get over someone. Like that's not healthy at all. That's actually douchey. That's a shitty thing to do to someone, but you are using someone else to get through your own thing. So that like, you know, those are examples. No, I agree. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's nice to do. It feels very vulnerable, I think, to do that if you're not looking for anything like. Out of it. Yeah. And then you're just like, I'm like, I'm like, just for no reason telling you that I am bad. And it's (laughs) it can be as simply as like, it's been on my mind, like it's been on my mind. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of searching through my relationship history 
I'm thinking about like taking, and I'm sure this is happening. This person says they've been with someone for four years. I'm sure this is happening when you're thinking of next steps and moving on, or you know, you maybe you saw a yeah. Facebook post or an Instagram post, and you're like, "Huh, I'm doing well right now. I want to make sure someone else is, you know, has evolved like me, and I wasn't the reason that they haven't evolved." I think that's that's something that like I think can weigh on people. Totally. And I think it's always nice. I mean, if someone if you did feel like someone hurt you or didn't treat you right, I think it's nice to hear that they didn't do that and not think anything of it. I think they're like, I think it's nice to to hear that someone that something that mattered to you mattered to someone else enough that they felt bad about it. Absolutely. I, I, I yeah. And again, this is a tight wire act. It's hard to do. This is. The, per- the thing that, you know, you, you, you just like you said, like if it's written the right way and it's like the right way is like different to everybody. But you and I are kind of yeah. like, no, agreeing. I, see I, I can imagine you thinking like, well, I, what's the I'm not going to do this thing and then like not do it in the exact right way and then get fucked for that. Like I can see why in your I can imagine when I'm saying that in your head being like, well, if I've got to like, you know, formulate the text so correctly for it to be like not rejected, then like, well, I'm not even going to do it anyway. So I can see that too. Because it can come from a good place and be executed wrong. Like, look at every breakup that's ever happened came from a good place that that gets blamed on executed wrong. The good place is, I don't want to waste your time anymore. This relationship needs to end. Then it comes back. You did it on a Tuesday. You did it three months before my birthday. Like, again, we have become conditioned to an unfair reality that, well, life is unfair. So I'm not saying that that should be fair. I'm just saying it is. No, I agree. I just think like a blanket, like, I'm sorry about what happened X years ago, like whatever would be like, that would be an annoying text to be like, be like, well, what, what about it? Are you like, what specifically (laughs) are you? It's kind of like, I think, and I think when you acknowledge the specific thing, again, it makes you feel like, especially if you weren't that nice about it at the time or didn't seem to care that much at the time. I think if you acknowledge the, the specific, the specificity uh, of it, um, again, it makes the other person feel like that thing, which meant a lot to them, which hurt them a lot was like acknowledged. Totally. Totally agree. And, and yeah, it, we, I think everyone understands things hang with you over time. And that's probably what this person's coming to turn. Totally. Like it's on my mind. So it must be on their mind. I get it. Yeah, I would send it and also like not expect a response or be like have that have anything that would be like dependent on that. I, I think it's okay to free yourself from it at that point. Like totally you did it. I think that's I think you you know like you know the the little ghosts come out of you and fly away the minute this is sent. You know. Like, yeah, the and then you can let it free. go. Yeah, and move on. Yeah, you said what you needed to say. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. 
Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. Keep sending your your real red flag deal breakers because those are the real ones that get us every time because we have some good ones today. We do. Red flag or deal breaker, he uses the term resi twice while planning your date. <laughs> so she attaches the text. We Should have we look the, at text. the text. Let's read it. I'll be him, you be her. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. I'm happy to get a resi at Calico if that works for you. I'm free for Thursday and Friday if one of those dates work. Let's do Calico. I haven't been there in ages. Thursday works for me. Perfect. I'll grab a resi on the early side. Maybe 6.30 or 7 if that works. I think I'd be okay with this. I then He spells it R-E-S-Y. I always... Like the I app. Did, like the what? The app, resi? Are you, oh, is that... Is that a, I've never heard of that. It's a reservation making app. It's called Resi. Oh, so maybe he's right. I'm wrong. I would add a fun ZZZY. Like if I was, to me, I you know, it's the lack of fun, the lack of Zs. Okay, but you you don't <laughs> like the word prolly. Hate prolly. Hate this is prolly. Than pro- I think this is better. Resi's way better than prolly because I guess. Resi with a Z makes me in the same douche category as probably because <laughs> I'm adding in letters that shouldn't even be there. I don't know. Um, I'm okay with it. Res, I mean, res would be a little bit better. Res would be better. Resi, I mean, he's trying to be fun. I So I I, I, I appreciate anyone's effort to be fun. That's the, that's the difference between resi and probably. Probably is like too cool. Resi is at least like, I feel like he's yeah. dancing while he's saying it. So that I'm okay I'm still with still trying it. to... I'm still trying to bring back your. You put it on an Insta story once. Not bring back, but bring up uh, Despy for desperate. <laughs> I love Despy. That. Yeah, Despy. People really did like that when I put it on stories because I got a lot of not just you. I got a lot of responses coming off a little Despy. It's fun to say it that was, way. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep using that. I'll. I'll credit you when I. Whenever I'm in. It's noted. Uh, let's um, do another. Okay, red flag or deal breaker. On a first date, a person pulls down your mask for a kiss. For context, I went on a date with a guy from Bumble, and after the date, I put my mask on and started to leave. He asked for a hug, and I obliged. After I gave him a side hug, I went to leave again, but he called me back and asked if we could try it again. Again, I humored him and went in for another hug. 
But then his hand suddenly came up to my mask. He hooked his finger under the elastic band and started to tug it down so he could give me a kiss. Needless to say, I pushed him back and said, I don't think so, and left. This was a huge red, huge deal breaker for me, but I'd love to ask. Red flag or deal breaker? On a first date, the person pu- pulls down your mask for a kiss. I mean, the story is the deal breaker. Yeah, I you agree. Know, it's like, one of those things. <laughs> hot, hot if you like the person, not if you don't. Yeah, if, 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 <laughs> if it's Tobey Maguire and the first Spider-Man... With the upside down, lifting the kiss, you know, getting the kiss upside down. Like, you're like, oh, my God, this is everything I've ever wanted. But the minute you go in for a side hug after a date and then ask for another hug, you're not going on another date with them. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. what they, they could, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think it was the mask thing. But, like, let's say you do like the person. And they take your, a you, you go and, move to be bold. taking it's someone bold. else's mask off. You're taking a piece of clothing. Well, CDC, no, I think there's a lot of women who wouldn't like that, or you know, where the (laughs) I think it's the you're taking someone's clothes off of them, their protective personal protective (laughs) equipment off, especially if there's been a whole date established where like that you got you know like you get up from the table, you put it back, like you have to know when to take take the L or just like kind of yeah, we'll do this next time. Yeah, totally. I mean, in this situation, definitely deal breaker. If I was on the, it's it's like it's very presumptuous. If I wanted, to, if, you, if I wanted to make it, I mean, I would. I haven't been on first dates, obviously, in this pandemic. But I assume that if I wanted to make out with someone on a date, I would remove my own mask, and it would make it almost easier than in a normal dating situation, where there'd be like that awkwardness. Like I feel like that would almost be my like signal to the person that I wanted them to kiss me. Well, that's that's kind of from the guy's point of view. If you're going in for a hug and you tug down the mask, like I would see that's your lead in. That's the chance you're taking. That's very (laughs) forward. But that's the chance you're taking. You like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I keep coming back to Matt James with his open eye kisses. Like there's a lot more steps now with these masks. Yeah, but I think it must be easier for guys in some ways where they're like they like if a girl if you're on a date with a girl and she she and you're you know you're leaving and you're about to part ways and she takes she pulls her mask down i assume that's like the guess the guesswork is a little bit removed right well that that's actually the best case scenario the worst case is like i want to kiss this person i don't know if they're they're down for it you kind of like have to tug your ma- at your own mask your own be mask, like oh, and then- yeah is this what you're and, and like still up? Yeah. And then you go, Oh no, no, no. Mine's up too. Sorry. Forgot. You know, like <laughs> there is, there is a little coyness to this. This is the discomfort of dating. I, I think someone touching my mask to take it down. If it was a woman, I would be like, look at this go getter. I'd be like into it. But I, I don't think as a man, I would ever do that. You would never be so bold. As I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's it's too well, much. I mean, this sounds really. This, guy, this, this sounds really awkward. Yeah, this sounds like the worst date in the history of date. When you do a side hug, it's over. Go right. away. Walk away. Get in the Uber. Get in the you know. Get out of there. It's yeah. done. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Even like I'm trying to think of a scenario in which I really liked a guy, but I was feeling like I couldn't be so forward as to like remove my own mask if I would mind mm. if he took it off. Like if I wanted to kiss someone, but I'm like. This seems a little aggressive to be like pulling down my mask, but I would totally do it. I'm trying to think if I would, I feel like I'd be into it if he pulled, he pulled down the mask then. 
but that is such a risk. I mean, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's yeah. like, you know, th- that's like, the same as like, like romantic. Like, I, you know what I mean? He like pulls back your hair. I don't know. It could be romantic, but you'd have to be into it. It would have to be yeah. known that like, and that comes with the reading between the lines subtleties of like, I think like the best case scenario is a guy just going, can I, how about this? What if a guy was like, can I take down your mask? Like, is that, that's a little weird. Even saying that didn't feel right. I don't know. Um, I think, I guess it would be fine. I, I mean, you would know what was coming then. I guess that would be like the best way to do it. Cause it's kind of like, you know, it's, here's, it implies what you're doing. Here's what, here's, you're not here's being the pr- like too aggressive. Totally. I I've, I've just thought of it. Here's the process. And I think this would be a nice thing. Cause uh, okay. listen, we want consent. We want everyone to feel comfortable. We want also romanticism. What if you go in after a date, you give a hug. He whispers in your ear, I would love to kiss you right now. I like that. that. That that's nice, right? If I'm yeah, if I'm in if I'm down, then yeah, totally. that's a nice way to do but it. But that yeah. gives you an opportunity to go, listen, I'm just not comfortable right now with COVID. Like it gives you everyone's right. everyone has everyone's good at the quick COVID excuse. So you can just say, Hey, I'm just not that comfortable with that right now. Totally fine. At least that gives the person the option to turn you down or to say or to whisper back, like you, you hold the hug a little bit longer, just a second. Give a hug. I'd love to kiss you right now. I would love that, or I'm just not ready for that. Those are the two right. answers. Like, listen, I mean, if the world listened to this yeah. podcast, maybe life would be a little easier. But that seems. Does that seem okay to you? Totally. I mean, that is like the most. That's it's funny. Like I'm being brought back to like dating. Like that is. That's the most exciting part about. Dating. Oh, think, absolutely. That moment where it's like, are they going to go in? Like, and is the like kiss happening? It's like, are, are, even like, are they going to go in? Or are they not going to go in? Like, it's like that moment. That's like, that's why you date for that. That's moment the roller coaster. Like, that's I mean, that's why our emotional you know? masturbator is, um, is masturbating. Like, that's what she's. <laughs> this is the moments these uh, dreams are made of. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Wow. I'm brought back. That was fun. <laughs> All you single Let's, out people out there just cherish that moment. So much charity. <laughs> I mean, Let's I'm, do I'm one getting more. married. I might. I'm like, you know, I'm never gonna have that that first date moment well, of like. Maybe you guys wear a mask. On, maybe you wear a mask while you walk down the aisle, and you can have that moment on your, you know, at the under the hopa. Yeah, and then he'll take it down, and I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> can I kiss you now? You may now kiss the bride. We'll see. You may now remove her mask gently. <laughs> there you go. All right. Red flag or deal breaker. They pick up, they pick at their nail polish in bed or they cut their nails in bed. Cutting your nails in bed is a psycho move. That is crazy. They go everywhere. If you're not, you know, I do a nail clipper. I am over the sink just trying to get it into the little hole. Like trying you my best. Single? Yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. see nail clipping in bed. I mean, I know I'm disgusting, but I'm not that. I think that's yeah, that's a whole nother I level. I agree with the nail clipping. I do occasionally get like anxious in bed and I will like pick at my nail polish. So I kind of related to this one, mm. but I have to immediately like toss it. It's gross, but like I so, do it because I get like it's like a fidgety, like anxious thing. Yeah, I don't think if I saw a woman picking at their nail polish, I would be put off by it. But I would notice it. I would be like, oh, are you okay? Like, I would look at it as an anxiety thing. 
Right. That's basically what it is. I mean, yeah, the the nail cutting, I think, is more of a conscious choice. Here's the gross. <laughs> here's the grossest thing I do. And I want to know red flag or deal breaker. Let's hear Sometimes it. I'll wear sandals and I'll cross my legs and I'll have like my foot over my knee. So I'll, my hand will be on my foot in a sandal. So then I'll touch my toe. And I if my toenails are too long, I can kind of peel off a toenail like I could in the whole thing. I, I could peel off not like the whole toenail, but like I can cut my toenail with my hand. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll peel off the toenail and then I'll just be sitting there with a nail in my hand. And I'm like, I got to like, I won't even realize I'm doing it. What and then I'll it? throw it to nature. Biodegradable. That's my. But in I your try. Home? If you saw me doing that, I no, I not in my home. If that's but like, the if grossest I'm, thing you do. I think that's OK. OK. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for letting me. Yeah. I, I like Growing up, I was always like a nail biter. I'm like, oh, my know, brother's a nail my biter. My own nails. Yeah, I'm definitely like that's my uh, like fidgety, anxious thing is definitely on the nail. So I, I, I get that. I get but it. The, I, but, the, I, but the clipping in bed is a conscious choice. So I think it's a little different. I, I'm with you a hundred percent. And I also like, I hate when people call out an anxious thing. Like if someone's picking at their nails, I would never like. Whoa! What are you doing? You're picking at your nails. Like <laughs> I touch, I touch my chest like this whenever I'm nervous. And I have some friends that will be like, "Always touching your chest. What are you doing?" I'm like, "Yeah, just let me have this thing. It's a nervous tick. I feel uncomfortable. Don't make me feel more. You know what I mean? Right now, I want to do it more. Yeah, just exactly. Called it out. Well, we solved dating again, Jordana. We did it. That's our that's our show. This was a fun one. Thank you guys for sending in all your awkward sexual. Ex- stories and all your emails these these were so much fun absolutely keep sending them in uup at betches.com we'll be back next week bye thank you to our sponsor netflix bridgerton is back and dearest gentle readers you will not want to miss this chapter longtime friends colin bridgerton and penelope featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation the wallflower is ready to bloom but she needs colin's help to find a marriage match will these friends defy expectations to find true love and will penelope's secret identity as lady whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love you shall have to watch and see watch part one of bridgerton only on netflix may 16th Batches.